Hey, welcome to Breakthrough Walls. This is the afternoon edition, and you guys are about to find out why. I have a very special guest that is on the show today. Um, I'm Well, let me just bring him in. His name, I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his entire name. We'll just call him Dim Nico. How you doing, man? What's going on, dude? That was that was epic. Seeing you like break through that that wall with the explosions got, got me pretty pumped up. <laughs> Love it. Like yeah, yeah. Dude, you're you're you're, you're hanging out. out. You're hanging out in the future right now, right? Yeah, yeah. How, how's the future with, look? Think, what with the uh, with the time zone? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think we're like yeah. 16, 16 hours ahead of Pacific or something. So I know. we hit we hit New Year's first, which is cool. Everyone's partying over here, and yeah, yeah. And you guys are still like waking up. Yeah. <laughs> so what? 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 You're in Australia right now. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I'm in Melbourne. Um, okay. I travel a lot though. Um, most of the time I'm actually outside of Melbourne. I've been on the go for just a little bit less than 18 months now. Um, oh. and I'm heading to Miami at the end of this month. And then from there, we're going to South America or Mexico or something like that. Just to hang out around there for a couple months. Yeah. Just, just to hang out. Just to hang out. That's it. I, um, <laughs> well, I, every, everyone's remote in the company. So we, we get to live and work and play wherever we like which is really nice dude that is freaking awesome yeah it's not too uh, bad uh do you have a course i need i need to get it like right now of course no i don't unfortunately i'm <laughs> uh, not 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 there yet yeah I haven't, haven't hit guru status just yet yeah oh wow so wow man so you okay so let's back it up a little bit let's start off with first tell everybody like who you are and where where you were born and raised and why why you're you're in Australia. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, um, and by well, the way, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna like you'll be on screen by yourself. So don't don't don't. I freaked out the first time it happened yeah. to me. So go ahead, tell everybody where oh, you were born yeah, and raised. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So I I grew up in Melbourne, Australia. I was born here in 1996. So quite. Uh, Quite recent compared to a lot of people, I think I'm, I'm a little bit younger than most people that are running business and stuff like that. But I guess there are, there are some young superstars that are absolutely crushing it that are heaper than I am. Um, and I guess, I, do you want me to get into my life journey? I can kind of go from there and tell you what happened. Um, yeah, so you were born in Melbourne, right? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, this is home. Yeah. Okay, and, um, you, and went, then, you went to school there and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. So did primary school, then um, high school. I I went to my parents sent to sent me to a, a private school. So the whole kind of journey was, um, you know, study, get good grades, make sure you make your parents proud, get into a good college or university. We call it here. Yeah. Um, get into law school, like the the really really conventional, like traditional success or um, you know, happiness that that a lot of the the more old fashioned and older people think is um you know the the way to go and i kind of did it because i was told to do it because i was told it was the right thing and then i, I got into uni i i actually started with a commerce and science double degree which i was interested in and then uh, after a year i got into law school and um, i just did it for my parents purely wow. just to make my parents happy which was a terrible decision and started studying i hated it i didn't fit in at all with uh <laughs> with the other kids 
Um, and and, and, and then, this was in law school. Yeah, this was in law school. Yeah, I was not not a fan. Um, it, was, it, it was interesting because I kind of, when I first got there, the question I was always asking myself was, oh my God, how did I get here? You know, like the, these kids are all so bright and great and I don't deserve yeah. to be here. And then, and then by the end of it, it was completely reframed and it was like, oh my goodness, like how did I, how did I get here? You know? Um, so yeah. I, I love I it, dude. Was, yeah. Yeah. I was like super, super desperate at the time to just do something that wasn't that. And I always wanted to start a business actually in, um, in like grade nine at school, I think I was like 16 and my little brother was 14 and uh, old people. Love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <he's that> old. <laughs> um, yeah. So my, my little brother was 14. He came up to me and he was like, Oh dude, I found, I found this website called Alibaba, which is like a, a Chinese um, supplier manufacturing kind of website where you connect with, uh, with manufacturers and suppliers. Yeah. Um, and he's like, Oh, I found these like computer graphics cards. They're so, so cheap. And this is when, this is when Alibaba was like just, it wasn't even really a thing. It was about 10 years ago. Um, and he, he found these graphics cards for super, super cheap, like a computer part. And he's like, yeah. Oh, let's, let's get them and let's, let's sell them. We can make a, a heap of profit. And this is kind of like our first, our first business venture. So we put together our whole life savings, which was like 500 bucks each or something as kids yeah. um, and put in a stock order of uh, these graphics cards and we ordered them. And then two weeks later, this, this supplier came back to us and he's like, Oh, it's uh it's actually stuck in customs in like Lithuania or some weird country. Oh. And they were, and they were like, Oh yeah. And they're like, Oh, so, so we need you to pay X amount to get them out. And we're like, Oh shit. So we like went borrowed money from our parents and begged them. And they're like, Oh, I don't know. This seems a bit dodgy. Right. And our, our parents tried to warn us. Um, <laughs> oh, so we, we got the money anyway, and then we gave it to them. And then two weeks later, they came back to us again. They're like, Oh, you know, we, the, they're stuck in customs and they're also stuck with a box of all these Apple products, um, three new MacBooks. If you pay like $2,000, you can have all of this stuff for free as well. And then we picked up that we got scammed out of all of our money on our very first business venture. Um, on Alibaba? Kind of, yeah, on Alibaba. Because that, I guess the the um, security or like the, um, the, the the regulation on Alibaba wasn't as good as, as it is now. So people could get through back then. How much money um, did you lose? Oh, it was like it was like two thousand dollars or something like that. So as a kid, that was a shitload of money. That's, that was it was everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that um, who's George Nico? Oh, uh, that's my that's my brother. Can confirm this is true. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He's uh oh. in that photo. I think he was in the uh desert in Oman or something camping, which uh he's got oh. a cool story behind that as well. Wow. He got uh, got stuck out there. Um so yeah, that, that happened. And that was like the very first business attempt that knocked us over, both, knocked both of us on our asses. And then anyway, probably two years later, he came up to me again and we were pretty like disheartened, demoralized. He came back to me again and he was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, George, come on, man. Yeah, George. <laughs> um, and he said, oh, check out, check out this, uh, this Alex Becker guy. He's talking about this, this business model where, you don't have to own any inventory. We'll just create a website, start selling stuff. And then as people buy this stuff, then we'll buy it from the supplier so that there's no risk this time, right? Ah. And we'll ship it directly from the supplier to the customer, which is yeah. a very common business model now called drop shipping, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but back then it was, it was super, super new. This would have been 2014, I think. 
Um, and so we, we started cranking that. We, we created a website really, really quickly. He, he's super smart. So he did all like the copywriting and made it sound, sound all fancy as though we, wow. we, we had a good product when in fact it was just some, it was like some survival <laughs> kits that we found on AliExpress. And yeah, it was called, the website was called National Explorer. Um, and the URL was like natx.com. It was really cool. And, wow. uh, and I was, su- we were super proud of it. We're like, yeah, we got our own business. We got an online store. Us as kids we were like, and it blew, blew everyone's minds in the family. They were like, whoa, how does, how does this internet thing work? You know? Wow. Um, yeah. So we started doing that and we were spending, I think it was between five and $10 a day on Facebook ads. Um, and this, this was before there was a Facebook pixel. Um, we were just, and it was before there was conversion ads and all of this, you know, direct response, um, stuff with the technology that actually helps you achieve, you know, direct sales and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we were just spending five to 10 bucks a day and we were probably, which is, you know, 300, 300 odd dollars a month. Um, wow. and we were doing about a thousand to $1,500 a month in sales. Um, and that how was, that was that? really cool. How long were you, were you at that? Well, we were, so, so we were doing it for maybe six to 12 months. Um, this was just as I was starting uni. Um, and then it was kind of like there was a little bit of profit in there, but we had, we were stupid. We, we had like no concept of scaling or, you know, if we're making this much now, why don't we just double the budget and then make double the money? Um, right. Never, never, that never even clicked for us. And, and it's kind of a story that I tell a lot of people now because I kick myself about it. Like if we, if we knew back then when it was that easy to make money online, we could have been doing 20, 30, 40 grand a day just with an online store, you know, um, because the ads, the ads were horrendous. Like they were so bad and they were still converting somehow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then that's when university started to pick up. So I had to keep the parents happy, dropped, uh, dropped all the, the drop shipping stuff. Um, you dropped, and then, you were making 1500 bucks a month. Yeah. So, the, so the profit would have been like four or 500 bucks a month. Oh. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, you know, wanted to focus on university to keep my yeah. parents happy. Yeah. Stop doing that. Um, and then actually my, my mum um, got a bit sick, um, and we had some like weird financial stuff go on with the family that I, I won't get too into. Um, it wasn't catastrophic or anything like that, but it basically, um, got me, you know, to the point where I was saying that, you know, I'm never going to have to worry about money again and I'm going to make sure of that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I, I, out of desperation while I was studying, um, I think, when I got into into law school, one of my my best friend, his dad has like a, a massive company that that sells health products and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, my friend told him, and he was like, "Oh, Dim got into law school. How good is that?" And he said, "Oh, that's a shame." And um, and my friend my friend told me that because like the the idea being, you know, no one's going to make a massive killing with out of a salary, you know? Right. Um. So so my friend my friend told me that, and I was like, "Ah, oh, here he is. Shout out, please." Uh, Who's that, Morgan? Morgan Ma, that's the one. Um, Mor- he, Mor- so he, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a cool dude. And he that's so he awesome. told me, um, you know, dad said it's a shame. And I, I was like, what do you mean? And he kind of explained it to me. And, all, and that, that made something really click. And then we went and we bought a Ty Lopez course together uh, on how to start a social media marketing agency. So it all yeah. started with Ty Lopez, which is hilarious. Really? Yeah, yeah, dude. for real. That is um, unreal. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, so from there, I connected with this guy called Rohan Chef, who um, actually had a um, an advertising agency that specialized just in media buying. Um, and he was the one that made the suggestion of, hey, why don't you go down the route of e-commerce since you kind of understand how that stuff works. Yeah. We've already done it a little bit. Right. Um, so we created, um, it started with like local business clients. We were doing like the gym that I trained at. I was just doing their ads so that I could train there for free. Um, and then from there I got like this, this fitness influencer, like this bodybuilder that also trained at the gym. He hit me up and he became like a paying client and like some local skincare brand. It was all like the Instagram DM hustle, like just hustling and and DMing as many people as possible. Wow. Um, so I got the first few clients then connected with Rohan and Rohan said, why don't you do this e-com thing? And then from there, when I decided that, Hey, this is what I want to do. And I'm just going to like go really, really narrow and deep in this one industry. Um, that's when things kind of took off. And then fast forward 18 months, two years, um, we've got a team of 14 people now, I think, um, we've got a bunch of incredible clients. We manage about $2 million in, uh, in monthly advertising spend and yeah, life's good. Just, uh, just hustling away. Yeah. That is insane, dude. So, so, so you got back into the e-com stuff, but did you start doing the, the, the um drop shipping stuff again more of it or yeah so um we last year because kind of the the idea that a lot of marketers and agency owners and stuff like that have is they see their clients making money and they think naively oh why don't i just do this myself why like i'm making my clients rich why am i doing that right i'm gonna go start my own brand yeah but the the reality is and and we kind of learned this the hard way that is that there's so much more involved than just the marketing in running even an online or an e-commerce business. Like the marketing comes down to about 5%, but then you've got product development, you've got fulfillment, operations, customer support, all of these different elements that are completely overlooked. And um, if like equally as important as the marketing, if not more important, because you don't have a business without that stuff. So um, we cut a long story short, we kicked off a hair extension brand. Um, It was called My Halo Hair. And that went pretty well the first couple of months. Um, and then, you know, we made a bunch of sales. And then once the customers started receiving the products, they were all refunding them and wanted to do exchanges because the, the color match wasn't perfect, right? So uh-huh. with hair extensions, there are, you got to list like 30 different colors and, and shades on your website. Um, and if they don't, all, all the big hair extension brands, if, if they don't match perfectly, they just exchange them. And it's not a problem. Right. It's not anything unexpected or anything like that. Um, but for us, it ended up costing a lot in extra cost of goods. And then it, it, at the end of the day, we, we decided to fold away that business and, and put that one away. And then just as we were doing that, this company emailed us a cease and desist because we're not allowed to use the word halo because halo is trademarked by this company. And they because the, the type of hair extension is called a halo extension that we were selling. Ah. So all the companies that are selling Halo extensions are paying like royalties to this one company that trademarked it. So they're like, yo, we're going to sue you because you've been running this brand. And, you know, we we didn't know any better. We had no idea. So we we thought, you know, it it came at a good time at least. And we just kind of wrapped it up. Um, Wow. And yeah, so so that's that's what we that was our own venture. And we've done a couple of other things on the side as well. Um, Most recently, we kicked off a, uh, a kid's card game. Um, that hasn't done any crazy volume or anything. We're kind of in the testing stages, but we've just gotten it to the point where it's um, it's just starting to become profitable, right? So we can begin to scale it up and there's a lot of different things we can do um, to get the most potential out of it. However, um, 
I'm kind of at this this crossroads again where it's like, do I continue to run and grow the agency because that's that's doing really, really well right now and I don't want to mess with the with the momentum, or do yeah. I detract and, and start focusing elsewhere? Um, and I think that would not be a wise move. So we might just leave that one sit there despite it being profitable. Dude, um, I've seen that. Just because <clears throat> focus is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it, man. I've been there. It's called uh, uh, yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs have that that squirrel syndrome. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, there's a squirrel. Yeah. Let's go chase it. And <clears throat> and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. So yeah, I I I think you're well, you're obviously a, a, a pretty smart dude. Um, so is is your brother, is George, is George involved in all this with you still? Um, so George is actually studying law at um ANU, Australian National University or something like that in Canberra. Uh, so he's a gun. He got an insane university, uh, high school, like end of exam score and is crushing it and doing really, really well. Um, and his entrepreneurial roots are starting to come out now as well. So he ran a, um, a nightclub event um, a couple of weeks ago and sold that out within 24 hours. And now he's running his second one and um, we're teaching him. Um, he's interning with one of my friends, James Hepburn, who's a, a phenomenal copywriter. Um, and George is starting to learn copy. So he's he's moving in the same direction. He's going to finish his degree, which is good. I think that's a little bit more wise because it just opens up options and um, lets him you know, leverage that expertise into a bunch of even more epic stuff. Um, so mom, mom and yeah, dad will be proud. <laughs> yes. They have, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, a lawyer in the family. Yeah, not not without pulling out a lot of hairs along the way. I mean, when I dropped out, they were absolutely shattered. Um, uh, because yeah, because the 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 I guess their like dream of having the the perfect uh, the perfect track track record or running sheet with kids going to college and and studying and stuff like that got messed yeah. up by the by the first kid, which isn't yeah. a good start, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously they're they're happy now. Um, now that things have worked out after. You know, it's it's risky, of course. So, <laughs> right, right. No. So, so you, um, I, I mean, you're not afraid to take take a chance. No, no. Well, you have to. I mean, it, you can take a, whichever route you go down. You're going to be t- taking a chance, and I feel like when you have your own business or company, you you have more control and you're more responsible for the outcome at the right. end of the day. So. If things don't work out in business, it's because you didn't make it work out or you didn't put in enough effort or you didn't take enough responsibility as where, you know, when things don't work out in your career, often it's it's even beyond your control. It's, you know, the market, uh, maybe your the company's laying off or they're restructuring or they're doing a reorg and you lose your job or something like that. I'd rather be in control. So uh, when people say, you know, taking a chance and that there's more risk in business, I think Yes, but it's also more calculated and you do have more control over it. It's an interesting one. Well, I, you know, I just had <clears throat> this conversation, excuse me, with a client of mine a little bit ago, that, mm. you know, said her salespeople um, needed, you know, money and they were desperate to pay their bills. And I'm like, well, they're salespeople. <laughs> Tell them to sell yeah. something <laughs> like what? Yeah, yeah. Is this even a, why are we even like you, they got to sell something? And that's the thing with owning a business. If you if you go into work at a job, and you know that month you're short on cash because you overspent or whatever. Well, at work you don't have many <laughs> options. You get your paycheck. Mm. That's it, right? As a business mm. owner, you can go. 
well, I'm going to put in an extra 16 hours today and figure it out and sell a bunch of stuff and make some extra money. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it does, it does come with a lot of stress and heartache at times. Like some of the stresses as a business owner that I've had, I would not wish upon anyone, you know, when you've got massive, massive debts at times and you got to figure out how to make payroll and, you know, things like that happen. They're a, re they're a reality. I'm not going to pretend like it's all sunshine and rainbows because it's not. It's uh, right. It can be a huge challenge at times. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to getting a job. Like to a, to, a, I'm jealous of a lot of the, the the people on the team that make more money than I do because for me, it's like you know, we we've got to grow this thing. I've got to put everything back into the company. I can't pull a salary. Um, yeah. or I do a bit to get by. Um, sure. But the number one priority is growth. You know, so there are people in the company that definitely make a lot more money than I do. Well, you know, I think that, I, I, you know, I've seen and, and I've been through the Facebook advertising stuff. I, I mean, we're a marketing agency. Um, mm -hmm. I don't I don't take on I don't take on clients anymore that want us to do their Facebook ads. Now I know who to refer them to. Um, but, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's only because, you know, I mean, especially with smaller businesses, the, the, the expectations can be a little bit um, not mm. realistic. And I've been there. I'm not judging. I've been there where you go spend $500 on an ad and get nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never have that happen. So, you know, you spend money some on these things. So where, where in your opinion, where do most small businesses that are trying to get into the internet marketing game, where are they screwing up? Where are they making their mistakes? What what's what's some feedback or advice you could give them um, to help help somebody with that? Yeah, cool. So I think the number one most important thing is to instead of looking at your Facebook advertising and looking in Ads Manager and trying to solve your problem by clicking buttons with the technology actually look at what happens after someone engages and interacts with your ad and, and comes into like your business ecosystem. So um, with many local businesses, I guess the, the, the idea would be to generate a lead, right? But yep. for most of them, the challenge is actually converting that lead into a sale. So look at the sales team, look at what happens to that lead. Does it get nurtured? Are they going through email follow-up sequences? Um, are they getting, you know, really hustled on the phone? Because a lot of, when I was doing the local business stuff, a lot of the local guys, they didn't understand that a Facebook lead is very, very different to someone that comes to their website and actually calls up and says, Hey, I'm interested in joining the gym. Right. right? These guys are going to be super warm. You just say, sweet. Like, when do you want to come in? When do you want to start? Right. You know, but with these Facebook leads, they're scrolling through Facebook and their days being interrupted. It's called, called interruption marketing, right? Their days yeah. being interrupted by your ad. And then if they're interested and they opt in, it's still not the same level of commitment as someone actively looking to solve their problem. Right. Yep. So once they do opt in one, you have to call them like straight away instantly and say, sweet, we just saw you opt in. Um, when can you come in for a session or whatever it might be? And two, you have to keep following up if they're not interested or whatever it might be to actually increase that rate and then yep. pump them through an email sequence as well. Because uh, being interruption marketing versus intent based marketing, like like you've got with Google, um, they're, they're probably not at the level or they may not be ready a hundred percent to dive into your services right, right so right. by by having that ongoing nurturing and and that ongoing email sequence um you know you can get around that and then when they are ready you'll be the first person that they come to right now, um, and it's exactly the same with the agency like we, we run ads to get clients right but most mm -hmm. of the clients that we get 
don't come from the first interaction. They don't opt in and join us um, and, and download our resource and instantly become a client. They'll say three, four months, they'll just keep getting value from us. And then when the time does come and the need does arise, because we've given them so much value, value up until that point, we're the first people that they think about just naturally. Dude, that is, that, that might be, if you're watching this right now and you did not catch that, go back to the replay when we're finished and watch that part again, what he just said, because it's absolutely the truth. The money mm -hmm. is in the follow-up. Exactly. And, and you'll notice that I didn't talk about the ads at all throughout any of that. Most people think, oh, my ads aren't working. I'm not targeting the right audience. You know, uh, I haven't set the right bidding strategy, all this rubbish that doesn't even matter at all. Right. Yeah. right. It's, yeah. uh, it's true, man. It's true. So, so what do you think for a, let's say a company that does 500,000 to a million dollars. So a small business, um, let's say that that, that company, um, is just getting started and they, they just want to start testing Facebook ads and see how it'll work for maybe a service business. I have one client that he owns a, a decent sized carpet cleaning company and he wants to start using some Facebook ads. And I'm like, okay, we can, we can start in this, you know, what, what are some of the, um, how would somebody dip their toe in the water, so to speak? How would they get started doing something like that? Yeah, cool. So, so step one is come up with a great offer, right? Um, yeah. The offer being, you know, the hook and how you're actually going to get someone in and interested in your services. So a yeah. really good one for, for a service-based business like carpet cleaning yeah. is saying, hey, we'll clean one room of your house for free completely. Yeah. And don't, yeah. don't, be, don't be afraid to give away a little bit of free stuff. Um, so, so then you create an ad and you can even run it at like $5 a day. Just boost the post, right? Create a post. Yeah. Yeah. And have a video of you cleaning a floor and kind of going over the floor and showing how much cleaner it is once the steam cleaner or whatever the, the tool yeah. is. is right. Once it goes over the carpet, you'll see like brown carpet and then it yeah. goes over and it's white. Yeah. And then it says like, we'll clean a room for free, right? Just click yeah. here. And then they'll go to a page or a lead form. You can create native lead forms within Facebook now, which makes it super easy. Yeah. Just ask for their name and phone number. That's it. And, and an email address if you want to nurture them over time. Um, so ask for those three details and then by entering those three details, they claim their free room and you call them up sweet. When do you want us to clean your room? It's going to be completely free. You get in their house, you clean their room. It absolutely kills it. It's gone from Brown to white. That would be foolish not to take you up on cleaning the rest of the house. Amen. That that's, that's perfect, dude. I love that. Yeah. And, and, and what's cool about the lead forms too, like you were saying, like they're literally made for mobile. I mean it like yeah, yeah. It's so simple. It, it, it pre-fills your information. The the information. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The the lead forms are so good. Yeah, and you can get leads for very cheap. Um, and then the next the next thing to get on top of once you kind of figure that out is just to figure out your numbers, right? So if you get ten leads at five dollars each, right, and two of those leads convert, so you've spent fifty bucks for ten leads yeah. to convert into into you know doing the the free room then it's 25 bucks for a conversion. And if yeah. you know that, you know, one sale is going to make you 500 bucks, then you just want to spend and make as many of those $25 conversions as possible. Even if you're spending 250 bucks a day to make 10 sales a day, because you know, it's profitable. Yeah. Um, they, wow. the, knowing your numbers is, is really important 
um, when it comes to online and direct response advertising. And that's what's going to let you scale up very quickly. Wow. And you're dealing with multi, well, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month as far as a budget, right? Yeah, yeah. So so our clients are all e-commerce brands. So all online brands that are selling physical products online um, on like platforms like Shopify or WooCommerce, right? So they own their own brands um, and they're all spending, you know, six figures per month on advertising, but it didn't always, it wasn't always like that for them. They, they start smaller and yeah. because of the nature of this direct response advertising, like I said, if you're spending 25 bucks to make a $500 sale, then tomorrow you can spend 50 bucks to make a thousand bucks and the day after you can spend a hundred bucks to make two grand, yeah. right? So because you can scale up ads like that and turn on a tap, these brands are, you know, over the last five years, they've just been popping up online because yeah. you don't necessarily need deep pockets to, to get started with this stuff. And you don't need deep pockets to really scale up a brand and get to that point where you're spending multiple six figures per month. Right. Um, and that's, that's the really nice part about it. So you don't need investors and you know, all of this, this rubbish you can, anyone can really get into it as long as they're passionate about their product. Yeah. Right. So what, what, um, <clears throat> what percentage of traffic that you see, what percentage is mobile? I'm saying, I'm saying it like I'm in Australia is mobile, yeah. mobile. <laughs> versus, um, you know, versus desktop computers or laptops or whatever. Yeah. Look, I, I would be, I would be lying to you guys if I gave you an exact number off the top of my head, but I know it's a lot. Um, yeah. It's like 80, somewhere around 80% or something crazy like that. Um, everything should be mobile first. Now we're, we're in the mobile first world. Um, and most people use socials on their mobile and, and even check out on their mobile. Right. Yeah. So, or mo mobile. So, um, <laughs> from, right. Yeah. So, so right from your creatives and like your ads and your videos and the stuff you show on Facebook, that's, that should all be four by five, right? Or, or one by one dimensions so that it takes the most ad real estate up on your phone, right? And if it's four by five, because your phone is a portrait screen, it'll take up even more space than a, a one by one, which is a square. Um, and then that goes, that, that same kind of principle carries over to your website as well, um, where on your website, you want to specifically design it so that it looks epic and converts on mobile yep. and then figure out, figure out how that will fit into desktop. So it used to be like, we create this beautiful desktop website and then we make it mobile responsive just so that it works on mobile. Now we want to make it, you know, this beautiful mobile website that just works on desktop. Right. Yeah, man, this, like you could, you know, we still, I still, we still build my company. We build websites like for people. Yeah. Cool. You, you're totally qualified to start selling for me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all part of the grind with phones all day. And yeah. people, people used to like, you know, we, I mean, there was a time when websites were not mobile friendly and, and I still run across some of those old HTML sites that are out there. It's like, dude, you got to zoom way in yeah. and, and, and it's like, oh my gosh. And, but, you know, I mean, and so those companies would call us and say, Hey, um, I need a mobile friendly website. And then we would have to create an entirely separate M dot whatever the yeah. was for their mobile website and do a redirect on the browser detection. So, you know, now it's not like that. Everything's kind of responsive and, and, and connect. So you're right. <clears throat> wow, man. How old are you? I'm 23. Oh my God. Uh, 
wow, dude. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. So you're like, you're like going around, you're traveling the world. Yeah. So it, it kind of all started when, um, I met, I went to affiliate world in Bangkok at the end of 2018, I think, um, to speak on stage there. And this was kind of one of my first speaking gigs. So I was shitting myself. And <laughs> up until that, up until that point, sorry, I probably shouldn't swear. I'm not sure. What nah, you're are. fine, man. You're fine. They're fine. Cool. Yeah. Um, up until that point, I really hadn't traveled much at all. So, um, and definitely hadn't traveled solo. So I, I'd been on like a school trip to UK or something like that with, with my friends, but, and then I had been to trafficking conversion in the United States, um, a couple of times with friends, but this was the first trip where I was traveling solo. And because up until that point I had done this e-commerce stuff, I hadn't done too much affiliate marketing and, and affiliate world is a, you know, mostly affiliate centric conference. So I knew right. no one there. Um, so I actually got onto Bumble. It's like this, uh, this dating app thing. Um, and just, just because I was looking for friends, someone to take me around Bangkok. Cause I, I like, I was too scared to even eat the street food. Um, and I connected with this girl, um, that ended up becoming my girlfriend. She's from South Africa. Wow. Um, so that, that started all the travel since we were both, we both live on opposite sides of the world. So we're just, uh, we're just kind of going wherever we want to go now and, and, and living together, um, instead of either one of us going and living in each other's home city. Um, and since then affiliate world Asian 2018, I had a, I had a lot of speaking gigs lined up after that because I kind of wanted to get myself and the business out there and stuff like that. And, um, so from there, it just made more sense to continue traveling. And now it's gotten to the point where I was outside of, of Australia for most of the year. So it wow. just made more sense to kind of continue that pattern um, because it makes more sense for tax reasons as well. Right. Yeah. Um, since I'm not, I'm not even an Australian resident and I'm still paying tax, which doesn't really make sense. Um, wow. so, so we, yeah. So, so now I'm just staying outside of Australia. Um, Mexico, I think will be the next destination. We'll probably go there for about a year. And then from there, we'll just see what happens next. Just taking it day by day. Dude, that is awesome. So you're, you, yeah. you said next week you're going to Miami. So, so at the end of the month, I'm going to Miami for a mastermind. Uh, and then from there I'm going to Mexico. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible, yeah. man. So what do you think? And, and this, this is about helping people get unstuck. There's a lot of people that watch this show that, that maybe they're stuck, you know, they don't know how to get unstuck or they're in a position where they feel like there's no hope and maybe they have no money. <laughs> it sounds like you've been there. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I have. absolutely. How, how, what would you say to those people to say, look, man, here's, all you got to do is this and it'll, it'll help launch you into, to doing stuff online maybe, or whatever. I mean, what, what do you think it, it would be? Okay. Firstly, everyone's been there, right? Literally every successful person that you can think of at, at some stage has had hardship yep. and they've also been in a position where it's hard for them to see the light at the end of the tunnel or, or the, the, the other side, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so, when, when you're in this rut, you seem to kind of hang all your hopes on. And because I've been there as well, yep. you seem to hang all your hopes on, on one mechanism or one idea or oh, if, if this one thing just happened, then I would be okay. Yep. You have to understand and get your head around the, the fact that there is no one thing and there is no magical idea that's just going to get you out of things. Right. right. Um, and if you're hoping for a magical idea to come along, 
then even if one does come along, you're not going to be prepared and you're not going to be able to execute on that idea because right. the fact of the matter is it's it's the hustle and the grind that's actually going to get you out of that situation. Um, so just keep hustling and grinding um, and look to consulting businesses. I mean, c- consulting is something that when you're on your own and you don't have a team and you've got no office and no overheads, it's 100% profit. So figure out what skill you have or what skill you can learn. And so long as you know more about it than the person that you're selling to, you can provide them value in exchange for money and you're going to keep all of that money, right? Because, yep. uh, because it's consulting and, and there's, there's very low overheads. Um, so I'd say get, get that up and running just to get some cash flow. Start looking to your network, looking to anyone that you can possibly sell to. Um, get that cash flow going. And then from there, then you can start making more business decisions. You, you ideally want to be in a position where you can put th- at least three months of living expenses in the bank just to leave it there. You're not going to spend it just to know that you're safe in case something yeah. you know happens or, or you, ha- you have a dry month or whatever it might be. Um, but it's not, it's not to tap into. It's just that, that level of comfort and security will allow you to make more long-term decisions that are going to be more beneficial because they're more proactive rather than being reactive. Because at the moment, if you're in that position, it's all reactive. It's like, oh, this happened to me. What can I do to get out of this position? Blah, blah, blah. Right. So you're just thinking about how can I make money now, right? <clears throat> just to get out of this, which is fine for where you are, right? So keep doing that. But you want to shift into a position where you can go from being reactive to proactive as soon as possible. And the best way to do that is by having a little bit of money in the bank. Best way to get a little bit of money in the bank is to start a consulting business or to do some cash flow based business um, that has low overheads. Don't get into like e-commerce or selling physical products and stuff like that because you know you have to put in an order with the supplier. You have to you know float some money. It's just a lot harder, and you're much more exposed to risk. So I yeah. would say, yeah, definitely, just just sell sell your time. Find a way to sell your time for the most money possible. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, dude. And keep and keep a job while you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, so, so many people drop out of. Like, look at me. I was stupid. I dropped out of. Uh, I dropped out of uni. I shouldn't have done that. I just exposed myself to massive risk, yeah. um, which I would not recommend. It's it, there's no reason why you can't start and keep your job and have your income so that you can put food on the table or whatever it might be, um, and hustle in the evenings. Absolutely, love that, dude. So, so you. <clears throat> I mean, what are these, these speaking gigs that you're doing? I mean, what, what are you, you're speaking on e-commerce? Is that what you're, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So we talk a lot about media buying and Facebook advertising. So specifically to these people that are spending, you know, 500, a thousand bucks a day and they, they want to really scale their brands. We tell yeah. them how to go from where they are to, to um, you know, multiple seven figures um, in annualized revenue and, and some clients eight figures. Um, wow. So yeah, that's that's the main focus at the moment is dealing with these clients. We are making a bit of a shift now from a media buying agency to more of like a, an e-commerce growth agency, which means you know we've added email marketing as a service and we're starting to work on creatives and copy and stuff like that. Um, we're not pushing them out until they're epic, right? Because we want to maintain the same standard and reputation as we do with uh, with media buying. But right. the reality is, and, and the way the landscape is going at the moment is. Um, Facebook and you know paid media and paid advertising with AI and, and machine learning and, and Facebook becoming so much smarter, you get less leverage out of making tweaks with your Facebook advertising and more leverage from you know working on actually having good ads, having a good website, having good landing pages and stuff like that. So because the big levers are there, yeah, with, with funnels, like Ron said, um, the big levers are in you know the funnels and the creative and the videos and stuff like that. 
we're, we're making that transition so that we can provide value in these areas so that we don't become redundant as uh, as media buying becomes less and less of a leverage point. So it's never going to be gone forever, but the, the um, areas that we can have massive impact are shifting slightly and we want to be in that massive impact zone because that's yeah. where we can provide the, the most value and um, of course, accordingly charge a, a premium price for the services because if we're making the clients a bunch more revenue by looking at these different areas instead of just looking at the media buying and making it all work together, yeah. um, that's when you know the clients are happiest. Dude, you um, <clears throat> wow! Do you ever get to Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> Columbus? Nah, never. I have not. Yeah. I have not been there yet. Which which part of the country is that? Is that? Um, we're, we're way up north, man. We get all the snow yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's, it warmed up the last couple of days. You probably don't. Do you know Fahrenheit? No, not so, at all. Yeah, it's like speaking a different language. Yeah. Um, no, I should I should come check it out. I've never even been to the snow in my life. Oh, so. really? You've never seen really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I just never yeah. never went as a kid, and wow. then most of the places we go for holidays are like summer, you know, where yeah. there's no snow. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never seen a kangaroo. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're, cool. they're they're actually like really strange animals. <laughs> Just like the the body proportions and the shape of them, it's it's a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. They look like they can be a little bit violent too, from some of the videos I've seen. Have you have you seen the video of the the dude that the kangaroo is like got the dog under under his arm, and then the guy comes up to the kangaroo to to save his dog and just like punches it in the face. It's it's a hilarious video because it's like it's like this jacked kangaroo with its chest puffed out holding onto the guy's dog and the guy just comes up to it and punches it in the face. Does he drop the dog? Yeah, he drops the dog and bounces away. <laughs> he, he didn't know what was coming, but he learned. Oh my god, that's awesome, man! So, yeah, so yeah. man, you've got a lot of real. So you're you're just traveling the world just because you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, and awesome. Melbourne is like in its tiny little corner, right? Yeah. So when we go to all these conferences and if I'm going five, six, even 10 times a year, depending on, you know, what's going on, uh, it doesn't make sense to fly in and out of Melbourne. So I just kind of fly from one to the next. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you have, um, would you recommend Ty Lopez's course then? <laughs> um, look, it's, it's a good, it's a good springboard, I would say, for people that have no idea, which is where I was. I had no idea, and I just needed something. Um, and he kind of opened my eyes to the model. Yeah. But in terms of actually making something big happen, um, I would say just go onto YouTube. You know, there, there's so much information on YouTube. And actually, something that I tell a lot of people is, um, this might be more for you know the guys that have already hit you know six figures, 100k a year. Yeah. Um, don't look at the gurus for advice and for growth and don't aspire to be the gurus because those guys are well known because they're good at becoming well known, not necessarily because they're good at what they're teaching. So instead, wow. if you want to start a software company, go and watch the videos about, you know, the, the Shopify CEO, right? Yeah. Uh, there's like three or four videos. They have no views on YouTube. They're the ones you want to watch. Or if you want to, you know, grow a big agency, go and find someone that's exited an agency um, for massive numbers and then go and talk to them. You know, because that's they're the people that have actually done it and have the advice. Ty Lopez would have no idea what's up from down when it comes to growing an agency with more than fifteen staff, just because he hasn't done it. You know, he's a he's a genius and he's really yeah. really great at selling info products. And yeah. if you want to sell courses, then look at what Ty Lopez has done. 
but um, yeah, just just make sure that that you're looking to to practical advice um, in terms of people that have actually done things themselves. There's a there's a lot of people that um, say, you know, the answer to all of my dreams is, and I've gotten these calls, man. Um, the 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 key to my dreams is building the perfect funnel, and I know I can do that if I just get click funnels, and it, or or lead pages or whatever. And it's like, dude, um, you know, I have my opinion. I'm gonna hold it back. What's your opinion? Uh, it sounds it sounds like they're in line. To be <laughs> honest, I think. What, what Russell Brunson has done is a brilliant marketing campaign and that's all it is, you know, even, I mean, when you, when you look at click funnels, there are 10 other softwares that do a better job that have faster load times that are easier to use. And you know, that are just heaps better overall. Um, Hopefully Russell's like, not watching right now. <laughs> uh, yo, well, he's, he's a phenomenal marketer. Oh, he and, is. And he the, is. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Brunson's whole like one funnel away campaign um, is just Brilliant. insanely awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why he, he grew a Facebook group to 200,000 people with like, I think ClickFunnels has like 100,000 customers or something like that. I was listening to, um, there's this podcast called Beyond Eight Figures um where they and this is this is a good example i'm not sure have i lost you there whoops we'll just give it a second to see if it's gonna come back here okay i don't know what happened man okay wow we're back. I have That's all right. had that happen. It might it might be my internet. It it does have some dramas, so no stress. No, um yeah. If no, it, I was, I was, uh, it happens yeah. again, just hang in there and answer questions. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Um so so uh, I was saying like th there's this podcast that I like to listen to called uh, Beyond Eight Figures. And I'll, I'll get to that question in a sec. Beyond eight figures, they, they interview um, people that are um, have exited or are running companies that do eight figures in revenue, right? Which is really really epic because they're not just interviewing the, the gurus; they're um, they're going into uh, uh, they want to they want to hear from you, Ken. Awesome. They um, they they actually get into the, the founders' stories and and figure out and, and listen to the the founders and how they did it, right? Um, so uh -oh. it's it's getting this information directly from the source. Uh oh, are we good? Um, this has never happened. Okay. Are, are you there? I, I can, yeah, I can still hear you. You can? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no this problem. has never happened. I don't know what's going on, man. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. Keep keep going. Keep going. Okay, sure. Um, so Beyond Eight Figures, um, and they, they interviewed the uh, Dave something, the one of the co-founders of ClickFunnels. Um, and got into the numbers and the actual story of how they built the company and stuff. And even that company started as a really low, uh, really slow, like slog, yeah. right? And they didn't, they didn't figure it out until, until they figured it out, you know? Right. Um, but once they did and they came up with like, you know, putting Russell as like the, the forefront of the, the brand. And then, um, yeah. because he wasn't even, he wasn't even Russell Bronson back then. Right. Um, and they created like this whole one funnel away challenge and they, they sold this dream of people being one funnel away from super successful. 
um, that's when things, you know, absolutely blew up for them. So I think it's just one really great marketing campaign. I'm just going to keep speaking because I have no idea whether or not you can hear me. I, um, I, I can't, the believe, other question, can't believe it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. The, the other question that came up was um, other softwares. So yeah. um, I think one good one that we're using at the moment is Landingy um, or Landing I. I'm not sure how you say it. It's just like the word landing and then with an I. Okay. Um, that's That's been pretty solid. Um, lead pages is good. There are a bunch of them. Unbounce. Um, what else are we using? And and of course, like custom stuff. So once uh once you've built out and proven the concept of a particular funnel, you just want to build it custom because it's going to load much faster and perform better. Um, but yeah, yeah. obviously, ba baby steps. It, it comes down to also what you you were saying earlier about the emails and and having email sequences. Yeah, yeah. So I was just going to add ClickFunnels is still a great place to start. Like, don't think that because we're throwing shade at it, it's going to be the reason you don't succeed, right? right? If your if your funnel is not converting, it's not ClickFunnels. It's it's your offer. It's, you know, how, how good you are at marketing. Yep. These tools are just aids, right? And again, don't, don't hang your hopes on finding the perfect tool to make you money or anything like that. Right. Um, definitely ClickFunnels is fine to get started. Absolutely. If my if this whole internet and it may be my internet or it's one of our internets, I'm not sure, but I think it's mine. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I got to tell a funny story. I was at the, um, I won't say where I was at an event yeah. where Russell Brunson was a speaker and he gets up on stage. Prior to him getting on stage, I had um, talked to a couple of people that said, Hey, I want you to build me a website after this whole conference is over. I'd like to hire you to build a website for our company and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, cool, man. Awesome. Oh, and no. then, I know where this is going. Yeah, dude. You <laughs> yeah. know, that. Russell gets on stage and says, websites are dead. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> dude, no, they're not. And, he, and then he goes on and he sells people on why websites are dead. And I'm like, oh my God, no, they're not. But anyway, yeah, yeah that, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah, but that, that I mean, it, it happens. These people are so good at selling their, their ideas and frame. Oh. Well, because it's 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 a really great selling strategy to knock over whatever the common belief is and to rebuild that belief, which is exactly what Russell, uh, Russell was doing. Yeah. Um, but I apologize, Ken. I'm like, I'm like, wait, the, the last, yeah. what's wrong with you people? This is a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funnel. Like, exactly. you know, anyway, it was kind of funny. But uh, and yeah. now I still have a couple of friends that were sitting there at the time that 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 like will will you know they'll say that to me. Hey, you know websites are dead, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're not. Anyway, <laughs> so I hey, thank you for hanging in there through the internet hiccup. It is the internet. It does like to hiccup once in a while. So um, I appreciate yeah, all good. that, dude. Where can everybody follow you? Where are you most active? Sweet. So the easiest place to go to is dimnico.com. I've got it on my shirt here, actually. Um, so so dimnico.com is, is just our website. Oh, yeah, another internet hiccup. Let's see what's going on here. I will just wait for you to come back, Ken. Okay, I'm back. Okay, it's we're crazy. back, I think. Keep, keep um, talking. 
Dimnico. That's right. We'll keep, keep rolling. Yeah. So, so dimnico.com. Um, and then from there, you should be able to find all of our socials and stuff. Easiest way. Otherwise, if you try and find me on Facebook, you're going to have to type Dimitri Nicolakakis, which is just going to be a massive struggle. Or maybe Ken will put it in the show notes or something like that. I, I, um, I, yeah. I typed that in to, to follow you on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Dimnico um, would Instagram, have been. Instagram is also just dim.nico. Um, and I do check all of my messages and stuff. So if you're doing cool things, or even if you're you're in that that rut that we were talking about, please reach out and connect and we'll we'll have a chat. Um, always happy to talk to cool people and, and connect with people doing incredible things and um, even people that just need help, you know. So um, please reach out, we'll have a chat, we'll connect and it'll be a lot of fun. You are awesome, man. I, I you know, you and I didn't know each other prior to this and and so I'm very grateful. Yeah. Very, very grateful. Yeah. Oh, and it was it was a lot of fun. I feel like I know you much better now, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, that's always awesome. great to connect. And with our buddy people. Zach is who introduced us. So, he's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Zach's cool. Zach's cool. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Awesome, dude. Well, listen. Thank you. I don't want to hold you up any longer. Thank you. What time is it there? It's all good. It's nine fifty-seven a.m. This was my my first thing for the day, which is a great way to kick off the day. That's awesome, man. Go crush it, man. So it is literally, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday there, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Tuesday. It's like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. Future's looking good, right? It is. It is. I think uh, 16 hours from now, you'll you'll be smiling. (laughs) Good, dude. Listen, thank you. I really appreciate you coming on. and, And thank you to everybody. We had a bunch of people share this out. So thank you for sharing this. That was cool, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So don't hang up on me. I am going to end the live stream. So thank you. Everybody go follow Dim. Go to DimNico.com and follow him everywhere on social media. You rock, dude. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you later.